0: Welcome everyone to another episode of Creator's Playbook. I'm Michael and I'm Sarah. And today we're actually going to talk about black holes Ooh. and how you can use them in your stories. There's some really interesting things about black holes and some interesting things we don't know. Sounds deep. About black holes. Sounds oh, it really is deep. deep. And it's dense. infinitely deep. <laughs> it is it's you, you can't get any deeper than this. Or infinite <laughs> or narrow. So or dark. I mean, one of the things that could be about black holes is that uh they're, they're singularity which means they exist you know with no thickness and no curvature they're they're at a single point in space that's it cool and so they're they're absolutely everything and nothing all at the same time
1: awesome and we'll find out more after the intro song
0: We hope you've enjoyed that little stint of dance-able great music. music. Dan- <laughs> danceable music. Yes. Jamable music. Well, whatever it is, it's good. <laughs> so I went on a quest for black hole and black hole information. I graduated in physics, but I'd never actually studied astrophysics or cosmology. So I actually lack a lot in the black hole department here or stars in general. That's but, not- uh, I think you know we we've done some research independently on fast radio bursts. I think you might even want to do that as a topic. Oh my gosh, no,
1: I, I do want our, to at some point.
0: Yeah, because it's fun
1: and there's constant information being discovered now that we have one in our own solar um not solar system. We'd be dead, <laughs> in right? Our own, <laughs> that, in our, that our own would not be pleasant. Milky Way galaxy, there is a fast right. radio burst star, aka neutron star, aka etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. We'll talk about that
0: later. Right. So neutron stars are baby brothers compared to black holes. So when a star is large enough and it's supernovas, it it turns into a neutron star. But if it's much, much larger, it turns into a black hole. Mm. And the end results of a black hole are quite interesting. You've got an event horizon. And the event horizon is like the point of no return. You can't come back after entering the event horizon.
1: So what is the event horizon? Because I am not as up to date on all of this technobabble as you are.
0: With general relativity, space-time is curved. And that is what generates, or that is the phenomenon we know as gravity. Mm -hmm. The larger something is, the more it bends space-time. So think of it like dimples. Like think of a fabric or a trampoline, which is probably a bad analogy. But if you put like a bowling ball in the middle Mm -hmm. of a trampoline and... You want to kind of show orbital motion. Then you throw marbles around it and you can see the marbles start to circle the bowling ball on the Mm. trampoline fabric. And that's kind of that's a rough analogy of space time. Uh, The larger something is, the deeper that funnel is. And a black hole is infinite. The event horizon is the point at which that funnel hits infinity. You would have to be traveling the speed of light to escape just on this side of the event horizon. If you hit the event horizon, you can't travel fast enough to get out. You'd have to Mm. be traveling faster than the speed of light, which with our current set of physics is impossible. Yeah. There could be new physics out there. And black holes say, with how much we don't know a black hole about black holes, especially on the inside of a black hole. Who knows? There might be physics in there to discover, to learn, that'll allow us to maybe travel faster than the speed of light or do some other cool things.
1: Then that becomes like a paradox in itself. Like in order to discover that you have to get into the black hole, but in order for that to happen, you then have to have that technology in order to allow you to do that.
0: (laughs) Or to live from the black (laughs) hole. Or to
1: live and not die.
0: (laughs) Right. So there's a couple of paradoxes about black holes. Uh, Quantum Mechanics says information can't be destroyed. Uh, information is more or less just the organization of atoms. Okay. I think of it like a sheet of paper, right? And you have ink on the sheet of paper. If you burn that sheet of paper, well, the organization of those atoms weren't really destroyed. Uh, you can collect all the carbon. And if you study that carbon, you can actually reconstruct the sheet of paper and what was on it. That information wasn't lost. Or you can think of carbon, right? Uh, like coal versus diamond. The way they're configured tells you, uh, that, that information. But a black hole is an information destroyer because anything that goes past the event horizon and ends up inside the black hole is lost to us. We don't know. So a couple of things like information could be lost. Information could be hidden, like a hard drive that has chains around it, right? It's Mm -hmm. the information is inside the black hole, but we just can't get to it. We can't do anything about it. Or the information is safe. When it hits the black hole, it actually like spreads out onto the surface of the black hole. And we can actually see that and observe it from this side. Think of it like uh, holograms. And that kind of leads us to our first like storytelling point where the event horizon of a black hole could be a holographic projection of everything living in the universe of the black hole. Which could be our universe as we know it now we could be a hologram on the surface of a black hole and not even know it, not even realize it, right? Well,
1: that's depressing.
0: It could be depressing, but we wouldn't know. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's one thought. Uh, moving down, um, as uh, another kind of interesting thing about black holes is the faster, the, the, the closer you get to the, the event horizon, something called spaghettification happens. And that's literally the scientific word for it, spaghettification everything turns
1: into spaghetti
0: well you your atoms mm-hmm. that make up your body start to condense down right they start to file up single file and turn into a really long chain of a hot plasma that that is now you you've been reduced to a single file line of plasma right so you've been spaghettiified, like long strands so of spaghetti so in short
1: you have to Travel on a device that will protect you from turning into spaghetti,
0: <laughs> right? Some anti-black hole field as it emanates from your starship. I don't know <laughs> how you survive that, but if you do, you'll get to know what's on the inside of a black hole.
1: Nice.
0: This next interesting story point, or not, n- next interesting thing about black holes. I guess I'm explaining all this just because I've learned a lot, and I've, <laughs> you know, there. There. Maybe take a break for a second. I want to give a shout out to Kirk's Gazag. They came up with a host of youtube videos that explain black holes okay and they're great they're you know 10 15 minutes each there's like four or five of them i think there's four of them and uh, i'll link them in the show notes and uh, you can get some really good understanding of the mechanics of a black hole what we know what we don't know and some really good story ideas like as i was watching these videos i was like wow that's a good idea to put in a story uh and we'll get to them we'll get to them um another good place for reference is wikipedia there's a topic called black holes in fiction and like when i first read that topic i was like i was thinking like holes in fiction like wow those are some really bad plot points right holes in fiction but oh, no it's goodness. black holes in fiction <laughs> and they actually start i think in the early 50s there's kind of generations yeah. of of story writing as we start to understand more about black holes we got better about writing stories about black holes so and so
1: to kind of take a pause on that cuz like just me thinking about fiction that i've watched when I think of black holes, I think of um, Star Trek. Um, isn't the whole wormhole thing just two black holes connecting? And
0: that's 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 one theory: is that uh, is black that holes how- have enough mass to bend space so much that two black holes, which bend space time, could bend it in the same direction or towards each, so each other. So you got and some deep,
1: deep space nine going on there.
0: The idea that black holes can form wormholes is the Einstein-Rosen bridge. It's an interesting structure. I think yeah. that's where the Bajoran wormhole comes from. Is
1: that uh, like Stargate? The does stargate, that work through black holes like the whole Stargate idea?
0: creates a singularity, an event horizon on the surface of the Stargate. Okay. And when you dial up another Stargate, that gate does the same thing, and they link and form a wormhole between the two. So yeah, yeah. you're using you're using singularities or event horizons. I'm trying uh, to, to think too to form wormholes.
1: Um, interstellar. I haven't seen that in a very long time. Didn't that involve black holes as well?
0: Yes, it did. Um, you're you're and this Wikipedia article lists a whole host of these things, and and that's that's another one. That one is a supermassive black hole, like 100 million light years away from Earth, that we find a wormhole to. Right? Something. I I need to watch the movie. I think it was around Jupiter or something like that. They mm-hmm. found a pathway to it, and then on one of these planets. Um, that looked like it was habitable, uh, was really close to the black hole, such that that one hour on that planet was seven years on Earth. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of an interesting storytelling fixture. And I think he ended up breaking the laws of space-time of sorts, and he got to see his life in a weird four-dimensional way and was able to influence it. That was kind of half the movie was like watching him influence... Him, his kids, (laughs) him pushing them towards this 4D time loop thing. Um, So, yeah, um, there's some really interesting stories. And that Wikipedia article on black holes in fiction uh, is a great resource just to get some ideas on, like, the current state of science fiction. And just to see how it's
1: been used. And the most fascinating thing about science is that I think people don't realize just how much of science is really theory-based <laughs> yeah. And how yeah. um our understanding of science is constantly changing. And so there's fiction based on previous ideas or sometimes an author will just get an idea of something and then like just have fun with it.
0: Another another interesting one that I think science has leaned away from a little bit has been using wormholes or using black holes as time travel devices. Um Okay. I think that's kind of like we've kind of disproven something like that in physics or we've we've not You'd have to cross the event horizon to make that work, I think mm. is the thing. And so crossing the event horizon usually ends up in spaghettification or holographic projections, and that kind of it's hard to get out of. <laughs> but uh, there's some other aspects to black holes uh, that uh, I, I find really interesting. So you with stars spin, right? and really big stars can spin pretty fast. And as a black hole collapses, as a star collapses from a supernova into a black hole, it could be turning really fast. The more you pull your mass in to the center, you spin faster.
1: Yes, I've seen that.
0: And in some cases, these supermassive black holes are spinning at like half the speed of light, Hmm. which does some really weird things. Uh, One of them is instead of having a singularity, it's called a ringularity.
1: A ringularity? What's that? Yeah,
0: a ringularity. Well, it's where it's where the matter is spinning at like half the speed of light, uh, just beyond, just on this side of the event horizon. If you want to extract energy from a, a black hole, this is a great way to do it. You can use it like a gravity slingshot. You fly a rocket into uh, the it's called uh, ergo zone ergosphere, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you fly it into this ergosphere, and when you drop mass off as you're flying around the black hole you get a speed boost. It's like swimming in the direction of a, of a whirlpool, right? Instead of okay. swimming against it, you swim in the direction and that spinning water gives you a push. And so that's that's one way of like speeding up. Uh, but another thing you could do, it's called the super radiant scattering. Think of a laser. A laser works by bouncing light between two mirrors yeah, through yeah. a cavity. And as the light bounces between these two mirrors, it gets more more and more light kind of Mm -hmm. starts to form up waves and travel back and forth. Um, And as you do that, it kind of grows and grows and grows until it gets bright enough to go through one of the mirrors and you Mm -hmm. have your high-intensity laser. Well, what you do is you form a mirror around a supermassive black hole, kind of like a Dyson sphere okay, that we were talking about earlier. So you build up this big mirror around a black hole Mm -hmm. and you shine light into it. And as it enters this ergosphere, it gets a little speed kick and hits another mirror on the other side, right? Some of the light does go into the black hole. But what you're doing is you're building up this light inside the black hole and it's getting more and more energy, more and more energy, until at some point you create a supermassive black hole bomb. Oh. Bigger than any bomb in the universe. I mean, like, bang, right? So, <laughs> but, but... If you pull back a little bit and let some of the light escape, you can actually collect that like solar panels. Black holes live forever, practically. I mean, they live the, the length of the lifespan of the universe is a couple hundred billion years. Black holes live like a hundred times, a hundred, a Google times that. Supermassive black holes outlive the universe by a one with a hundred zeros times longer.
1: They're
0: hmm. going to be the last things in the universe after all the stars die. You can create a society like a Dyson sphere around a supermassive black hole for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of billions of years, extracting energy out of these supermassive black holes. And that's probably, I mean, like if we're going to live forever, I mean, like that as a society, as humans or aliens, that's probably <laughs> how we'll have to do it.
1: Maybe that's what the aliens are that we're getting shown by the what is it? The Pentagon's been releasing all this future. Maybe <laughs> they're black hole dwellers. The, they're black hole dwellers from our future. That's right. been in a black hole and they're coming to
0: conspiracy theory. Freak us out a little bit. Could be aliens.
1: It could just be government playing with our heads.
0: I think I've covered all the physics I care about here. I, I think, Oh, uh, so in one of the videos, uh, by Kirk zeg, um, sorry if I'm saying the name wrong. Uh, They talked about your perspective as you fall into a black hole. What would you see? If you didn't die, if you didn't die, Mm. what would you see as you got close to the event horizon? And I thought it was really interesting because not only does matter fly around a black hole, but light flies around a black hole. Mm -hmm. So as you got close, what you would see is yourself. It would be like walking into one of those like beauty mirrors where you have like the mirror in front and the mirrors to the side. And as you're looking around, you would see yourself.
1: Huh.
0: It'd be really interesting. But as you got closer, and this only works for a supermassive black hole, because the tinier ones you would die by the time you hit the event horizon. They're just too <laughs> small that your body <laughs> Assuming would Assuming that you
1: haven't died apart. the large one. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: But well, it's one of those things where supermassive black holes, there's enough space there. Before you hit the event horizon that these physics things can actually play out. What would happen is, as you approach the event horizon, you would see the universe. Time would would slow down for you in your perspective. But everything Mm -hmm. else would proceed forward normally. So as you enter the black hole, and if your back was towards the black hole and you were facing out, what you would see is the universe would speed up. And would go faster and faster it from the universe point of view, looking at you falling into the black hole, you would like it stuck as you, as you fall into the black hole, you would slowly, slowly get to the event horizon and then stop. And after a very long time, when the universe is dead, you would turn red and disappear into the black hole. Hmm. But from your point of view, as you were falling into the black hole, you would see the universe flash before your eyes infinitely fast the closer you got. And then the black hole would look like it engulfs you. And as you were falling, drifting back into the black hole, that uh, bright circle of light, the accretion disk would be, you know, would turn into a circle in Mm -hmm. front of you and would drift away the farther you got, the closer you got to the, the event horizon until all you could see is a pinprick of light on the distant horizon. And that's it. That's the universe dead in front of you because it took you infinitely long to hit the event horizon.
1: Wow.
0: It's really interesting because you have to take it from your perspective. Time, the faster you're going into the black hole, the slower you're moving through time until you're not moving through time, but everything else outside of you is. I don't know. Did I paint that picture? Well,
1: yes, my mind is mushed.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right, great. So, with that, we get it, to our story. It makes
1: me realize how much I don't know and how much I need to study.
0: I have a question for you. How do you want to use the black hole? Oh. Do you want to use the black um. hole as like end of time? Like we, we created a mirror around it and there's the civilization around the black hole living. That
1: That's always fun.
0: Or do you want to use it like a giant massive bomb? They're trying to get rid of an alien race that's just been crazy. And so they like tow a black hole. <laughs> and then blow it up.
1: <laughs> That's depressing. Or
0: the other one was, uh, I, I, the, the kind of the story that I was thinking of was more like time travel, where you see yourself in the future.
1: That's always trippy.
0: Yeah, so that one's kind of trippy because it folds in on itself and you might be the cause of your own demise.
1: Let's go with that last one about seeing yourself and all that.
0: Okay, I have to change a few things to make this work. Omicron Station, Supermassive Black Hole Observatory. Maria stared out through the observation window towards the black hole, losing herself in a long moment of quiet contemplation. Near the event horizon of the black hole, she saw a flash. The instrument cluster lit up with alarms. She turned her head slightly to the side, keeping her eyes on the distant object. Nora, did you catch that? Nora and Josh floated over to the window. The flash of light lingered for a while before fading. Josh pulled up a display using their optical telescopes. Guys, you're not gonna believe this. Josh trailed off. What is it? Nora asked, turning her head. She looked at the displays. That's our station down there. There you go.
1: Wait, that's the story. That's I
0: think that's the story. So, what, what kind of picture do you see in your head uh, after listening to this?
1: So we're okay. So they're looking that they're in a, a space and they're looking down. And they see their space station.
0: Near the, near the event horizon of the black hole. Were they supposed the to be hole. in
1: the space station, but now they're looking out the window and they're seeing the station that they're supposed to be in? Is that what's going Correct.
0: on? Correct. Right. They see their station that they're in appear down by the black hole. So they, they must have done something in the future to cause them to appear there now in the past, but much closer to the black hole. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we've got a couple of things going on here. We've got okay. time travel. We've got uh, yes. time dilation
1: so is there um, now two space stations
0: there's now two space stations there's two of them one of them's much closer okay to the, to the, does the that
1: mean hole. then time is moving differently
0: The closer you get to the black hole time is moving much slower for those people in, in their point of view that space space station could have only have been there for a few minutes but it would have seemed to be hours for the ones up further further up
1: so this group. Th- this trio of friends. Are there others on the ship or on the space station, or are they the only three for whatever reason?
0: They're the only three. They're the three scientists that are put, okay, that, so that have it's a on research, the space station. It's
1: a research center of sorts.
0: Yeah, it's called Omicron Station. They're um, Omicron. they're okay. they've uh, been tasked by their government or by their organization, whatever it is, to study this supermassive black hole. And Mm -hmm. to learn from it, develop new physics, develop new maybe and they got a little too
1: close for comfort.
0: They got a little too close for comfort, and they've hit some weird time phenomenon, and and now they're in two places at once.
1: So now you now you've set up a time paradox of sorts, because you have the older one closer to the black hole, and the younger one further away, and you can say. That the young, the older one can warn the younger one, but by so doing, they can't. You cannot break the laws of physics or time. In that, what you are observing has to happen. So, at what point does your ability to see your future help the past without destroying what it is you are witnessing at that moment? I don't know if that made sense.
0: That that actually. That actually totally made sense. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, but I think I think we also don't know enough about black holes. I mean, like we, we know a lot about black holes, but i I think you know, you can we always pick as, a scientific future. You know as, as much as that, you
1: can that, that, from being able to observe from a distance.
0: Right. And there are things we may never know. Um, but I think this is this is your story and you could you could totally come up with your own set of physics and live by it. I think that's what's important. When you when you're doing stories about black holes. It could be based in truth, lightly, a lot. So there's a lot you can do here to, pl- to play with it. And that a lot of the early black hole science fiction has been uh, based on kind of ideas and just played playing with those ideas. And I think you could take a lot of creative liberty in terms of how you want to flesh this story out. I think for here and this story, there's two ways to take it. Mm-hmm. They've either... They've either uh, gotten too close to the black hole that light is bending around it and they can see themselves now.
1: And there's like a flak. A fra- a, is it a fracture of sorts or what's going on there?
0: Well, I mean, it, it's just, it's them. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, there's only one ship, but because light is bending around the black hole, they see mm-hmm. themselves. Kind of like that mirror thing. Yeah. Right. Or they've actually stumbled across a time paradox or time portal of sorts. And they've, they've somehow, maybe in the distant future, have come back in time and have appeared too close to the black hole. And so you have two crews, two people trying to save each other from this situation. And you've got a time loop or a time paradox.
1: So are they seeing themselves? So now it's our choice. Are they seeing themselves or is it the same ship being used by two different crews? And two different points in time.
0: I, th- I think they're seeing themselves.
1: So I think we should do the first example, the one where it's that whole mirror thing where okay. light is bending around them and they are seeing their past or no, their future. And therefore, is their future looking on to the past? Are they, does it go the other way?
0: You know, I don't know. I mean, that's, I I didn't get too far into my research in terms of like what it means, but light, light in this case, they've gotten way too close to the event horizons. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, how long was she staring down at the planet or sorry, how long was she staring down at the black hole? I mean, it was probably a few minutes to her, but they probably got close enough to the black hole at this point that there might be no return for them. They're stuck, you know, their, their ship may not be capable enough to fly out of the black hole. And I think this is kind of more of a doomsday scenario for them where they're witnessing their death. Oh. And so this is a last day scenario. <laughs> like, And then maybe the rest of the book at this point is them figuring out ways that they can uh, overcome this. As they boost around the black hole, they drop mass off so they can get a kick around this the the star. And that maybe the story is them figuring out a way to well, overcome. Well, you said
1: this thing. You're talking theoretically about not right. theoretically. You're talking about different aspects of black holes and the whole spinning thing. And how if you're going um, with certain types of black holes, you're going with the current, not against it. Right. And that if you unload mass, it gives you a kick. Well, yeah. what if they find a way to unload mass and in the event of being able to unload mass, they are able to give themselves a kick powerful enough to allow them to escape the event horizon and return back to normal space.
0: I can see there's several challenges along the way. Like what do they do to decide to like drop mass off in a staging as they burn their rockets and power around the black hole and they drop stages off to escape. Are they left with enough to actually make it back to their own home planet? No. You know?
1: Okay. But I was just thinking, cause I kind of like the idea of this being a rescue mis- mission of sorts, just because yeah. I don't want them to be going to their doom. So there's a burden in seeing the future, Um, being aware Mm -hmm. of something that's going to happen or seeing a glimpse of something that's going to happen, because then you don't know the point A to the point B. And you're aware of the point B, but you don't know how you got there. And therefore, I mean, and in some ways that could be good, but the not knowing could actually cause the point B from either not happening because you didn't do the things you were supposed to do to get to point B Or, and because you're expecting it to happen, but you didn't realize that there was a process and you avoided the process just expecting it to happen. And there's that. Um, But then there's also, um, if you can see point B, being so overwhelmed by it that you get caught up on, okay, what am I doing? And am I leading to it? And that either leads you to it or it doesn't.
0: Um, Well, I'd say in that case, like it would be fun, like you end up causing point B to happen. You end up causing yourself to get to the, the event horizon of the the black hole. Mm-hmm. And because you, I mean, like you ended up taking all the steps to get there, trying not to get there.
1: Yeah. And because you
0: knew it was going to happen.
1: Yeah. Um, and so then it becomes like a, not oh.
0: self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah.
1: Self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, I mean, there's always like, if you could see the future, would you want to? And I think honestly, I wouldn't want to, but in this yeah. case, seeing the future might actually be to their benefit. Mm-hmm. Because it could be the act of seeing their future selves. And okay, let me just set up this hypothetical. okay, this is a story so we can just have fun with it anyways, Sure. So we have our three. We have Arya, Nora. Is it Nora? Aria yeah. Nora Aria, and Josh. Nora and Josh. So they're part of this research group that is an intergalactic um conglomerate of several planets reaching from different galaxies. and
0: mm-hmm. galaxies even- or star systems
1: star oh, let's.
0: Like within the same galaxy,
1: let's stay stay within the same galaxy,
0: star okay. systems,
1: and so they've been sent out um, a special research mission, and they're being observed by several planets at this point. So this is not just um, or just star systems, period, because these are yeah. all well, I want to say planet goers. These are planet goers who have spread out <laughs> across the solar systems.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. But they've been sent out and they're being observed from a distance. And unfortunately, like with any technology, you know, it's like you can only observe observe in lifetime to a certain point. Mm -hmm. And so they have from a safe distance observer observers around the black hole where they have they are kind of like spread out around the the trillions of miles. I don't know how, how far they would have to be. Um, you got further in math than I did as well. <laughs> well.
0: Yeah, you're fine. But I mean, the closer you are, the slower time is passing for you, the faster it is for everyone else in the universe. So oh. yeah, you'd want to be far away in your observations because otherwise, mm-hmm. uh, time dilation is a big impact.
1: Uh, yeah. And that's another thing too, like kind of going off topic all of a sudden that's, um, this aspect of science is never really used in science fiction because I think if you start calculating how old someone would be versus someone else like right. like how like Luke and Leia are they really twins anymore like how old is one versus the other by the time they died you know
0: And and that's a problem like you know like say say our our trio of space station fair uh, observers as they get closer to the event horizon to catapult away mm-hmm. to save themselves, they're going much slower through time. I mean, like the whole process may only take them like a month to do
1: mm-hmm.
0: story time, but a hundred million years have passed for the rest of the universe, and they're ending up in a galaxy that was vastly different than when they started in yeah. an inadvertent time and travel. And so, okay,
1: and so with that, technology maybe not a
0: hundred million, um, years, technology
1: but, and can be increasing by the observers. And so it could be like a generational thing watching from different posts. And so I kind of imagine that there's outposts observing this- Event? This Yeah, this event.
0: (laughs) This tragedy?
1: This tragedy. Well,
0: Right. Well, you know this-
1: So you have like Uh, scientists on the inside, scientists on the outside, and the scientists on the outside are working up new theories and um, maybe realizing the calculations or the error of their ways- and, yeah. and technology is also increasing. So their ships are getting faster on the outside. And um, I kind of see like, what if there is a group of observers and they've been watching the ship and they have launched, they realize that there's been a miscalculation and that the researchers are going to their deaths essentially and that they have gone too close to the event horizon Mm -hmm. and there's been a rescue mission launched. And this is like millennia in the making this, this rescue mission is millennia in the making.
0: Yeah. It's like a thousand years. Like, and and like, you know, we don't, we don't leave our one behind, right? We go in after them.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so I think it'd be funny. I don't know if it'd be funny.
0: (laughs) It'd be interesting that
1: you have the, um, so we have the split because even though, those who are watching on the outside do not see the split. Those in the event horizon with the bending of time are aware of it. So you have two things going on there. But um, so let's say older crew versus younger crew or no, younger research, younger, younger res- trio, younger trio versus newer trio.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I think we're going to have to refer to them as, as newer Or younger versus older.
1: Yes, because I just realized that newer and younger are the same thing. Okay. (laughs) Older versus newer. Older versus newer. Older trio.
0: From the future.
1: From the past. Yeah, from the future. Is being observed from the younger trio. Right. And as this whole split thing is happening, they watch um, their ship being rescued.
0: Oh interesting. In interesting the rescue effort that happened in the future may be sent the ship back into the past as part of the rescue mission so that they can leave at about the same time they entered the black hole event horizon. Like I I can imagine like okay these observers standing like sitting in their stations much farther out from the black hole so that time dilation isn't much of a problem for them. They've actually had a very long time to solve this problem, like hundreds of years. They know the calculations. And yeah, and by watching the ship get close to the event horizon and coming out, and actually having like data come to them from this through sensors or whatnot, um, they they were able to actually calculate time travel, like how to make it work. And but this was a rescue event in the making over mm. a hundred, you know, over a million years. Because for and them, so the t- it's
1: a matter of hours.
0: Right, but, for the crew. Yes, for the but crew, it's Melania the, like the for the
1: outside. For
0: everyone else. Um,
1: and so I think it'd be interesting just to experience that, just for the fact that seeing the future in this case would actually give you hope. Yeah. And so you feel like you are to your, going to your deaths, but you don't mm-hmm. realize the help that is around you watching right. it from
0: afar yeah there would be a lot of good foreshadowing that you can do and i think you what you would end up doing in this case is not tell them that that's what's happening is that the rescue is in in progress mm-hmm. like and i think the story should more or less be from the crew the trio's perspective
1: yeah
0: um the young trio's perspective and you're going through time from that perspective and and i think it would be really interesting to kind of you pop out into normal space time, you know, and it's been like yeah. four years. Because if and, they were able, if
1: they were able to witness what was happening around them, if they had the ability to, I mean, essentially everything is just sped up as you're going closer. You're watching yeah. ships yeah. come in, ships go out, things improve. Maybe you're watching or observing in a matter of minutes that there was over in this sector of space, nothing. And now there's like a whole space colony watching
0: yeah watching as they brought in more resources to help save you
1: yeah from your and you're like and you're doom. watching this thing just like just just everything is fast
0: forward i i, I want to say like to kind of add some motivation to this like mm-hmm. they're running an experiment on this space station that's why it's so important to rescue this crew like they're going to be gathering some very much needed data as part of this, but it goes sideways, right? But the data is still important. So they, there's some motivation to rescue this crew. Um, I don't know what that is. You know, maybe they learn something about the black hole, which allows them to uh, create wormhole drives or something to that extent, so that they can get there faster than light travel. I don't know. It it I, I feel like there should be more motivation there. But no, at that, be, I mean, I for them to be. Rescued. I feel, I feel like we've kind of wrapped things up in the sense that we've set the stage for a problem, we've set the stage for a rescue uh, attempt in the future, and uh, we actually kind of have a nice ending here where the crew does get rescued, and the details are, you know, deciding what happens between here and there.
1: Yeah, I, and I think for this story, you would have to do it all through the trio, just for the mm-hmm. fact that. Everything on the outside is moving so fast that if you were pinpointing it on certain characters, you can be watching it from their perspective, from their life. But everything is like molasses. It's
0: so slow, yeah. Like yeah. It, this, this tragedy is unfolding in. But they're tens they're of like years.
1: moving at the speed of snell, essentially.
0: Right. Right. So that's interesting. What do you think?
1: I think it's fun. I think I understand. have learned a lot about black holes I, here. I, I think I understand black holes a lot more coming out of this than I did when I started. Because, unbeknownst to you listeners, I also found out right before the start of the episode <laughs> we were talking about black holes, and I'm like, yeah, I, oh, sw- I, didn't I do switched the subject
0: because this was way more interesting to me, and I was able to write <laughs> up a little story prompt based on it.
1: No, but, but I think it's motivated me to. I, I need to go check out that YouTube channel now that you mentioned earlier.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll give you the links um, and all the other digits uh, there. But I had fun. I had fun with this one because like, I learned a lot about black holes, but there's so much more I don't know about black holes and that we don't know.
1: And I I think that's going to continue to evolve. Right. I mean,
0: there's new physics there.
1: We think that the universe only goes so far and Mm -hmm. that there's this really great example of how We thought past a certain point that space was just dead space. It's just black space. And scientists thought, you know, beyond that, there was really nothing. And they got a telescope and they zoomed in on this little speck, captured it for a while. I don't know how long. And when they saw that image, it was literally galaxies in the single yeah. shot. I don't know if you're, I think you know, yeah, do you know what I'm talking the, about? The Hubble
0: telescope. Yeah. yeah we, when they took, when they took what they thought was dark space from an image. And of it the wasn't Hubble dark space.
1: It was literally. They zoomed
0: in as far as they could go.
1: Hundreds of galaxies. Of galaxies. Of galaxies. Yeah. in this right. so-called dark space. And I mean, it's like the, and going into the whole evolution of we're the center of the universe. Oh no. The world is flat. We're the center of the universe. Oh no, we're not. We're actually centering on the sun. It's not centering around us. I mean,
0: right? We're the center of the galaxy. As we now, learn we're the... new
1: things, everything we know becomes shifted. And science right. is just one shift after another shift after another shift. And we yep. just get to have fun on all those shifts.
0: Right. And at the next phase of that, like, oh, we're not. You know, like we're only one small pinprick in the whole universe. Black holes are universes in and unto themselves. Like, we could be on the inside of a black hole and not even realize it.
1: We're not even getting into dimensions. We're not getting into parallel universes.
0: Yeah. There's so much there we don't know and so much it's, more to discover. Oh, and I'm actually kind of excited because I think we're actually making some good progress on uh, understanding some of the processes in black holes. Not just on the outside, but in them, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's more there. But anyway... Thank you again for uh, listening to us on another episode of Creator's Playbook. You can follow us on Twitter at Creator's PB Pod or search for us on Facebook, Creator's Playbook. We can't wait to see what you guys create next. Unless you want to say something too, Sarah. <laughs> Goodbye. 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 <laughs> I don't
1: know. Have fun creating. <laughs> see you next time.
0: Creator's Playbook is a Talea Studios production. If you'd like to contact us, you can email us at contact at creatorsplaybook.com. Thank you so much for joining us. We cannot wait to see what you make.